0: Okay, so today on this podcast, I'm joined by Joe Hale. That's a terrible intro. I need to start getting better at these. Hopefully, there's some backing tracks or something, or I might just edit it in afterwards because I'm shocking at intros. But yeah, we're joined by Joe Hale, aka, let me get this right, J K H underscore photo. Is that is that oh. right? that's right? Yeah. Um, and then on Twitter, your username something different on Twitter, isn't it? Or is it uh, middle name? Is, it's
1: Cooper Hale, but it's
0: spelled K U P E R Hale. Yeah, yeah. I never knew that was your middle name. I thought it was like some joke, but I I didn't get it. So yeah. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself um, before we get into the podcast? Yeah, so thanks for having me first off.
1: Um, I'm 21 years old from New York, sports photographer and commercial photographer, I guess. And I spent the past 16 months out in Boulder, Colorado working with Tin Man Elite, which if you don't know is an Adidas-sponsored professional running team. But that wrapped up because schools back online or back in person, I was taking online classes and now I'm starting my senior year at Manhattan College, so I'm back in New York City.
0: How does it differ? How, how are New York and Boulder? I'm guessing the opposite.
1: The only thing that isn't different is most people think New York's just concrete, but I live right across the street from Van Cortlandt Park, which is home to one of the biggest high school cross-country meets in the country. So we got a bunch of soft surface there, so I'm still getting my soft surface But besides that, just about everything's different. People are different, cultures different, the landscapes are different, time zones are different. Just, just about everything. But I like it. I like the back and forth.
0: Because from the UK, we obviously see America. If, if, if you've never been there, we see it from the like films or like that. So we only see really. We see LA. We see the middle of nowhere, or we see New York, as in proper New York. So it's quite weird yeah. to think that you're in New York, but you're like next to a crush country meet. I can't even yeah. compute that in my head because New York to me is just massive skyscrapers.
1: There are there are those too, but there's some grass somewhere in there.
0: It's a concrete jungle for a reason, I guess, as well. So, so. that is right, isn't it? Just want to make sure my knowledge is spot on there. Yep. Okay. Great. So I obviously want to take this back and you probably got these questions before. Have you been on, I'm guessing you've been on other podcasts in the past. I think I've seen you on a few. This might be my first. No, I've been on one. Have I? Yeah, I've been on one.
1: I've done one podcast
0: before. I I was going to say, it's either you or Max. I've definitely seen on a podcast at some point. So um, the first question I do have is quite a typical one, but I'm asking this specifically because Ben Crawford, obviously sort of similar similar role as you in terms of content creation photography uh the reason he got started was because he got injured partially um obviously was running so i just wanted to know how did you get started into this and sort of take us through the story yeah
1: so junior year of high school um my friend shout out andrew canavan he had regionals at Van and park which is actually the park right across the street for cross country it was northeast meet and he had a camera so I drove down with his parents and a couple of other friends and we went to watch him and he gave me his camera and just said, try taking photos. And I was like, okay. So I tried, really liked it. And um, yeah, just really enjoyed it. So then after that we went back to school, my friend had a photo class at our high school and I just steal his camera all the time and take photos. Cause I really started liking it. I eventually saved up and bought my own canon t5i rebel which is like the cheapest base model would take that to all of our meets in high school i was still running but like afterwards i just take photos the whole time And i just really enjoyed that um yeah i went to college i met billy civacco in high school when he was working for miles split and i knew he was at the armory now so as soon as i got to college messaged him said hey can i work for you guys i'll do it for free just i want to come and take photos at the armory and meet people and he was uh, and, uh, like and like after a couple tries times asking people like yeah sure come so my first ever event i shot was the armory track camp where which was really cool because a bunch of pros just came and hung out and we got to meet them and they worked with the kids and i just really enjoyed that access and that like other side of the sport because i could kind of see my running itself was not going too great i also ran after college or after high school at manhattan college for a year and a half I was kept showing off to the armory, worked Dr. Sander, Milrose Games, shot Fifth Ave. Um, what other big ones? New York City Marathon. And then eventually quit the team once I realized that I could was a lot better taking photos than running. And then at Fifth Ave, I met Sam Parsons of Tim Elite. It's just like always DM'd him like random things. And then this or once COVID hit, my friends and I were planning on coming out to Boulder. And then last minute, there was a whole thing that happened and they couldn't come anymore. But I texted Sam and I was like, oh, hey, I'll still be out in Boulder if you guys need help. And he was like, yeah, sure. We can use help with like folding t-shirts and just running photos. So I went out, still helped them and helping them took me to today.
0: That's absolutely crazy. Like to think about how you sort of, for some my eyes, Tim Mann, and yourself of being a, together for forever from like yeah. seeing Tim Man. And it's weird that that's a product of COVID.
1: Like, that's yeah. strange
0: because that's what start yeah. of 2020 yep. is, And
1: then classes went online and I just stayed yeah. out there until they were in person again, which is now.
0: I can't blame you for that. It's, it's weird as well how you, a Billy seems to be connected to everyone I've ever spoken yeah. to in Joker field. It's so yeah. strange. And it's always someone who started off with flow sports, miles split or whatever. And then it's like, gone through like worked the way up from there and like just contact. contacts so i think that's pretty cool because like running is such a sport where you literally know people at the top of the sport you can just get started and then be speaking to the top it's it's so strange how it works so that's that's pretty cool yeah so you just went straight in jumped straight in went straight to boulder and then stayed there with uh tim Mann. and when did it sort of transition into like folding t-shirts and all that stuff to then actually be like okay yeah we can we'll like stay permanently type thing
1: um, I mean, I was staying through the end of the summer regardless. And then like halfway through, they're like, so you want to drop out of school or stay out here? And I was like, um, I would like to drop out of school, but my mom definitely isn't gonna like that. But and then classes they're like, classes you have the option to do remote. And I was like, I'll do that. And then winter break happened and same thing you can do remote and I did, really didn't think I was going to stay for the spring but then it happened so I was like yep I'll do that and then I just stayed for the summer
0: That's pretty cool like yeah. obviously like, we've seen it's weird because how was Tin Man as a brand when you joined them because like I said before as well it seems like you've been a face like part of Tin Man for as long as I can remember Yeah, so so was-
1: I actually have one of one of 50 OG t-shirts I'm an OG Tin Man Elite guy I, I got the first drop ever Um so the first, let's see, the first collection I got there was summer, it was the summer collection of 2020. And it's funny because the way, just looking back on how much they've grown in a year is crazy. We were still folding everything in the basement. We hadn't moved to our warehouse yet. As a studio, We'd put a brown sheet down because it was the only sheet we could find. Use a mirror to reflect light, and I'd just stand there with no flash or anything, just taking pictures of a sheet with the clothes on the sheet. And then I'd afterwards in Photoshop, I'd Photoshop it onto a white background, I'd trace it, and do that. And like now we have a whole studio in our basement with everything. We have, um, yeah, it's been it's been cool, but to see the growth both on the outside when I was just a fan from the start, and then getting in on the inside and helping out myself once I got there.
0: Yeah it's funny how you say about a whole like a makeshift studio because I feel like people who don't take photos or take videos or like make content don't realise how hard it is to actually get good content. Like I got a camera and I was like, Oh that's it now I can film good good quality videos and then I went to film the first workout and I was like, the lighting's off, why does it look dark and all this stuff? And it's like so many times you take something or film something and then you look back at it and you're like, I can't use this. Does that happen a yeah. lot? Or was that sort of as the camera quality got not higher, as much for me with photo stuff
1: not as much for me with photo stuff just because there's a lot less factors i feel like but video yeah it happens where it's like ah shit like we just totally screwed that up but yeah the studio makes it so much easier i think the first project we did with that were those headshots and we posted that grid in on the team feed and everyone just went bananas <laughs> like this is the craziest thing ever i need this as my wallpaper and we were all, and I was like, oh, sick. We can definitely use this. People seem to like this stuff.
0: Yeah, they, I think I there's think the uniqueness of it. And also the fact that it was like a year ago, I did a podcast with Sam. And even then, yeah. it seemed like Tim had been established for so, so long and everything. But that's sort of like really when he was just getting started. Yeah, it was, it was
1: really just end of 2017, started 2018 is when it started.
0: Yeah. It's, it's weird how it's such a small time when you compare it to like Oregon Track Club, Bauman. these other ones and then Tim Man now probably doing more numbers in terms of merchandise and things than the others and it's it's quite strange to think that they're like the newest on the block and it's just because of the content that they've produced and like done like a different route to everyone else and it's sort of what everyone's been after like personally so I think that's just yeah I'm gonna ask a few more questions about that and sort of shooting shooting with the guys and stuff in a second just I just find it fascinating how it seems like a model what's makes so much sense now but back in the day literally no one was doing what you guys started doing which is pretty insane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, obviously Boulder, New York, and you've obviously spoke about Armory stuff like that. But where has been your like favorite place to shoot out of everywhere?
1: Um, I, I don't know. I like them both for different reasons. New York's got like the hustle and bustle and just the chaos, and Boulder has just like the beauty and the landscapes and the mountains everywhere. and Probably Boulder just because I've shot more there at this point. I was yeah. basically doing a shoot every day, whether or sometimes more, whether it was with Tin Men,
0: other pros that were there or college kids that were there. So probably Boulder. What like overall, like across the whole US or anywhere else in the world, you'd say oh. as well? Um, I went to Yellowstone a couple of years ago, National Park. That was pretty yeah. sick. A
1: bunch of really cool landscapes there and different animals and stuff like that. Um, Yosemite that was also pretty cool thank you. yeah probably one of those national parks just cause it's... oh actually no this year we did a shoot at the Sand Dunes in Colorado and that was so sick that was one of the coolest places I've ever been in my life
0: we yeah watched, I, like, I
1: think the most yeah, incredible sunset
0: yeah I think from the UK's point of view looking into the US and seeing these national parks and like seeing the pure scale of what they're actually like or like yeah. Like you said, the sand dunes, it's it's weird how much diversity America has in terms of it's literally got everything. Like if you take every part of the world and add it, it's just all in America, which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Sweet. F- what is your like favorite thing to shoot, whether that's photos, videos, XC stuff, track stuff or
1: other um, stuff
0: away from track and field? I used to like just people just running. I've kind of gotten bored of that
1: because it's at the end of the day, it's the same thing over and over again. So now I've gotten, I've really started to like, like the story of what people are doing before and after the race, whether it's them looking nervous on the line, them tying their shoes, them pinning their bib. I find that stuff a lot more interesting
0: than just the actual race itself. Yeah. I think it was, it must've been in the recent documentary or like the, the free four part mini documentary you did. Yeah. And it's yep. like, I think it, I remember it being Joey or Br- and Brian as well on that specific race. And it was like seeing what they were saying before and after. And it's just, I think that's obviously encompasses Tim Manners at Brands. Like every other team, you see what they're doing in the race, whereas you don't see what they're doing before and after the race. And I think that was pretty cool. And like, I agree that they're by far the best things to capture. And it, what, it's what actually makes a good video. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything you obviously you said people just run in, but is there anything you like really don't want to do? And it's like a chore type of thing
1: videos i i really don't like videos i i made one video for tim Manali and it was the professional runner shoe lineup but besides that max and kevin can take care of that i don't mind being like a second or third camera or just editing but i hate running the whole thing through um photo wise let's see i don't know um i like doing portraits in the studio those are fun i like most sports i went to a skate park actually yesterday for the first time met some people there, that was fun. I'm gonna post a set on that pretty soon, probably. That was really cool to just show up in an environment where I've never shot before and just try and see what I can do. Um, anything I don't like. Product stuff gets, I just, my last project with Tim and which I finished yesterday, was the archive collection. So we have a box with just every piece of clothing we've ever made, samples, stuff we've, people have seen, stuff people haven't seen. And I did studio shots for every single one of those things. And it took, like, a full week of, like, me shooting it, Kevin doing, like, the steaming and just, like, preparing and getting ready to light out. And then Aaron Templeton, like, organizing it all on the computer, like, documenting what we've shot and what we haven't. And I just finished editing that yesterday. And after, like, a quarter way through that, I was like, I am so done with this. This is so tedious just doing the same thing over and over again
0: it's so much work like trying to how much thought do you like have to go through and like setting the shot is it is it quite a lot or does it kind of come naturally for product not really because when you're in the
1: studio the settings are the same every time but it's just steaming the shirt getting all the wrinkles out after it's been in a box for a year, laying it out taking a shot realizing there's wrinkles all on the bottom of the shirt got to smooth those out sometimes the fabric doesn't want to work with you and it just keeps bunching up so then you got to figure out a new way you got to get creative and then you got to get the detail shots and it's
0: just it's just tedious and when you do it 500 times in a row it gets very tedious. Yeah, I much prefer getting like B-roll footage or like stuff. Yeah. What's different because it's just it just gets so tedious and like having to actually sort of realize that this this if you don't get the right shot, there's no point even carrying on video, yeah. and it's just so demoralizing when that happens. And you're yeah. like, I need to go again. I need to go again. <laughs> I need to do that again. It's just a nightmare. It's and then weird. like my camera would just randomly miss
1: focus, I'd be like, Oh god, I gotta go back and redo that one. And yeah,
0: yeah, I I get that. My camera's cheap, but like one second the lighting is perfect and the next nothing's changed the sun hasn't changed i must have like covered the lens with something for a second and then all of a sudden it's like really blurry and i'm like i've just missed like this the, uh, like, i did a video yesterday and it's never seen the light of day because it's so bad like the quality of it is one second it's like perfect and the next it's so blurry um so i've just turned my camera set into like auto it's like yeah, superior probably. auto it sets, and i'm like hopefully that works because it, it sounds good so we'll have to wait and see but yeah, I'm not very good with cameras. And then you, you're you there shooting with, like, retro ones and stuff and seeming to get better. Uh, i gotta get, get, I, get I got to get
1: more in film. Actually, I have... Let's see if it's right here. Let's see if I can find it. I do have... It's this little thing I've been playing with. Ah, here it is. It's a 3D camera. Film camera. So you load your film into here in the back and then you see how there's three lenses right there when you take a photo it like shoots all three lenses and it takes three half frames and then you stitch it all together and it makes like a gif have you ever seen those ones i post where it's like back and forth
0: yeah Yeah, it's this camera so what would you like what would you go for to like take a like an ideal place to shoot that would it be like a some i don't know i really
1: like them at night because the flash makes it gives it like a really high contrast look. But I don't know. I like it after meets. I find that's a good time when people are like kind of just chill. I always bring it out and just snap some portraits. It gets really tacky if you do it too much. So I try not to use it overuse it because then it's just I don't know. Not that cool anymore.
0: Yeah. Who who's like the easiest person you've been able to work with? Or like who's like someone's quite easy to shoot whether or not because they understand what needs to go on or um Drew, probably just
1: because I'm like very close with him, so I can. I know when it's like he's he's like comfortable around me and he can be goofy around me, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I've never really had a bad experience shooting anybody. The, the I used to do a lot of work with NJ and Y, and like Kyle Merber and Johnny, they're great. Um, let's see, I don't know, it's always a little awkward at first just getting to know somebody and like learning about them and their personality but once you get to meet them there's it's usually pretty easy across the board so it's just usually the people i'm most comfortable with
0: yeah i feel like it's when you film, especially like with a workout or something and it's like someone new you don't want to like intrude or like yeah, you don't know exactly. how much they're going to give you and like if you like for me i'm not sure if it's in you. But like if i want to find like some like an interview during the session it's like i don't want to ask that now because they might be too focused or i don't want to video yeah. this now because they don't want me to it's it's always hard to find like that, that balance of. The nice thing about pin men
1: was everyone was camera trained, so like you'd shove a camera in their face and they wouldn't think anything of it. So there's just another, another set of eyes looking at you, which was nice.
0: Yeah, I think that's the problem because I've I've been wanting to start something similar in the UK, and I feel like one of the biggest contrasts between people in the UK and the US majorly is, obviously again it might be because they've got used to it, but like no one's really used to a camera here. Like it's so hard to find someone who actually is naturally like natural at speaking to a camera, and it seems like. People in the U.S. seem to be a bit more naturally charismatic towards being on being on camera. I don't know why that is, but it's yeah, like, something I've noticed.
1: Ever Max would well, like shove the camera in my face and like uh, like freak out because I, I was not used to it. It's nerve-wracking at first.
0: It, it does take a while to get used to. I don't know when I got used to it, or like I think it might just be getting practice because I did a few podcasts like recently for the first time in quite a while, and it was just terrible. Like I just deleted them, and I was like, I can't speak, and now it seems to be a bit more natural. So. I don't know, maybe it's just getting used to it, but I don't know just how. I don't know when it changes. Um, highlights from, this is quite a tricky question. I just want to throw it out there because obviously a lot of people listening will be Timon fans. And what's all like the highlights, if you could name a top three memorable moments of your time working with Timon? Let's see.
1: Um... Three, in the top three got to be the sand dunes weekend that was a lot of fun um just the whole shoot process that was really cool to see behind the scenes and get samples and talk to sam about what he was thinking about that's probably in there and then what's the third That's another good one are there any good races we travel to let's see I don't know I think just spending time with all the guys and like our little group that we had like at meets and stuff would be like Corey, Max Kevin and I and just us four would bonded so much just like Corey's like 32 but he's like just he acts like he's like two years old us. so it's just awesome to spend time with him and shoot the shit and kick it so that probably
0: just spending time with that group yeah, were, were you in? There's a video where I think you stayed at like a beach house the night of a race. Was yeah, well, you that, actually, that
1: one? Yeah, that LA race was crazy. We had a we had an Airbnb right on the beach, and the water was freezing. But I still had to go boogie boarding because um, I was not going to go boogie boarding when we lived right on the beach. And then Corey came in and just shoved me over and put me in the water one time.
0: Yeah, I think that's just vibes like that. Again, like going back to like in America, like in the UK, you cannot live on the, like. If You're in the beach, it is the water is too cold or the beach is too horrible to even go near, and it's yeah. cool that you like stay at a, like, a beach house and then go to a race like that. Yeah, that was a really fun weekend. And what what about like externally away from like races? Because when we had Jordan Guzman on, he told us how there was once where you sat around a fire pit and Drew just decided to go and like grab one of the stones from the fire or something and like just hold it in his hand. Is there anything like that where it's just like just crazy stuff? Um yeah i mean i
1: do we have like barbecues all the time that's fun let's see what else just hanging out in the house is always chaos there's always someone doing something just absolutely ridiculous i'll come down or my room was like right next to the front door so i'd walk out of my room and just hear reed like singing some random song at the top of his lungs there's a bunch of like goofy dudes who like i didn't have the greatest college running experience with my team and just but they were always like a a team that i was like a pseudo member of where i was like i was on it but I wasn't running but they treated me like i was on it and that was really special i think
0: yeah and like away from tim man is there any like whilst you've been doing your job of sort of filming or photography is there any like really odd experience you've had like on the circuit anywhere or anything like that hard i don't think so
1: i everyone's always been really nice to me i don't know I don't know. I always just say if I'm nice, to, I always try and be nice to people and hope it will benefit me or they'll reciprocate. But um, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience. There's always like photographers who get angry about random things if you like yeah. take a spot or whatever,
0: but no, I've never really had, no athletes have ever been mean to me or bad to me or anything. Did you ever get like fanboyed or Guild like that meets like, Oh, is that sort of
1: um the only time that's ever happened the only time that ever will happen is when Ben and I I helped Ben out with that photographer media camp and then everyone thought I was the coolest person which will never happen again but I appreciate it because I literally saw myself in every single one of them they were asking the same questions I always asked um yeah it was just it was just cool to be part of
0: did you stay over at that camp or was that yeah did you just yeah. Go to the I was
1: so the month of June, I basically just lived in Eugene. I went out for NCAAs and stayed there, and then I went home for like three days and came back for trials in that camp. So
0: that was really sweet. Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry because you know I was meant to be out there as well. And it just didn't. No, I know. Work
1: I, know. Out. I, think then I was like, when's Alfie coming? When's Alfie coming? This not coming. I was like,
0: damn. Yeah, it's so stupid. I had to get a national interest exemption and I couldn't fill it out. It basically, like, you have to justify why you go into the US. Obviously, with COVID, yeah. it's like, if you're not a like major major global journalist, or like you're not going to bring them hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're like, no, nah, you can't come. And it's because yeah. it, Sif and Hassan got caught as well, and she had to stay after a race, and she couldn't get home. So oh, I basically really? had the same as that. So I was like, didn't really work. And then I was supposed to come out for pre, and then the flights were four thousand dollars, four thousand pounds. By the time I tried looking, I don't know why they were that expensive, but yeah, yeah it was just a nightmare. So hopefully next year we'll have to wait and see the world. World's will be better than trials, so you're not you'll you are not will will not be missing anything. I definitely need to go to Worlds. Hopefully I can get some form of like media accreditation and stuff because this year it's oh. been like hit or miss because of like I feel like people use it as an excuse and it's like, oh sorry, because of COVID regulations, you can't you can't come it's like there isn't any COVID regulations. I've got that so many times this year from the Diamond League. Yeah. And I'm like, there isn't any regulations. So you're just lying because you don't want to offer me one. It's just <laughs> a nightmare. Um, and I just want to stay on the subject of sort of Tim on Elite for a second. Is You were obviously around the guys during the whole drama with Tom Schwartz and everything happening. What was it like to be on, like, the inside? Obviously, I don't want any insider information or anything, but sort of the experience yeah. of being um, the guys and stuff. It wasn't a great time for sure. No one was really loving life. It
1: wasn't – I mean, that whole Drake Relays weekend when it started, like, I got off the plane and I saw that stuff on Twitter, and I was just like, ah, this is not going to be a good weekend. But, I mean, I think – per the circumstances they they handled it all right like as soon as they got off the plane and like all that stuff started happening Corey was just like delete everything social media all that stuff and just don't go on it for weeks and for that time like none of them did and I think that was the best thing they could have done and then I mean there's always gonna be haters you're never gonna please everyone when the Jones stuff came out it could have been the best or worst decision ever and you're still gonna get haters but Everyone's moved on, and oh well, it's in the past.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was annoying. Like obviously, before you deleted social media, I got a chance to speak with Sam and stuff like that, and then seeing people post like just blatant lies, like things were just getting fabricated out of thin air. Yeah, that, that was, was the like, thing. Like,
1: I mean, everyone thinks they know best, and it's just sometimes not the case. But
0: yeah, that, that does lead on perfectly into my next quest, question, and I am stealing this off Chris Chavez uh, from his okay. podcast what is like the strangest or craziest or a few, if you've got more like what you've read about yourself or a member of the team or anything on Let's Run or on Instagram? Um,
1: I've read a lot of crazy stuff, not about
0: me, but about other people on the team.
1: So part of my job at Tin Man was being Pulse guy. So I just stay up in the running news and the running world, check, let's run. And just like, if anything, they're like, if anything notable, tell us, if not, nothing. we don't want to hear about it. So um, during that whole scandal whatever you want to call it transition i read every single post of that like 50 page let's run thread and there were some absolutely absurd things i can't remember any specifics i don't think but
0: had to be from there is the most absurd things i ever read so if you want
1: to read go 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 read that let's run thread
0: actually while while we're talking about this and also while we're going to get follow-up questions up i'm going to search your name on let's run and see what things come up to see if i can try and get you to answer some some of those things but I was just going to say like some of the names on Let's Run alone, like just sum up the app. It's like, yeah. obviously people can have like anonymous names. And it's, yeah, it's awful. God, I can't, I can't be bothered to find. There's too many rabbit holes on Let's Run. I was going to look and see like, they should make friends with Ben. It's not about Westfly and how they should make friends with you, Max and Ben Crawford type of person background. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to leave it because it's just too much of a like, yeah. Rabbit I hole think I think.
1: I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that on Let's Run. I'm not sure if I've ever seen my name, which is a good thing.
0: I don't want to be on Let's Run. I always look, because I just find it funny, because we obviously get it with... Most of the time, it was when the Matthew Centurist drama was going on, and, like, with the Shelby drama, and it's, like, yeah. pe- people, like, there was rumors circling around, and it's, like, probably just, that like, tracks guy trying to get, uh, like, fake news, and I was, like, I've never even posted anything about it, but people... A lot of people it. in the UK
1: go on Let's Run, or is that, like, an American thing, usually?
0: So we have... I'd say Let's Run's more of an American thing, but we have something called, it's like a Facebook group called I was or I am a runner. Okay. Um, and it's basically like Let's Run, but it's more biased. So it's the admins who run it. If they disagree with anything someone says, they just block them straight away uh, oh. off the group. So it's like literally, if you don't abide by what they're saying, you get kicked from the group.
1: So gotcha. then we have
0: a second group called I was or I am a horrible, horrible runner. And it's everyone yeah. who has got kicked out of that group um, is now on that group so we sort of have that and it's a bit more like just on I was around a whole runner they just basically accuse everyone being drug cheats uh, say the super shoes are a problem or like athletics isn't as good as it was in the 1980s stuff like that uh, so like typical you know like old fashioned boomer type people I, are you like to say boomer these days? I don't know yeah, you can say boomer that's the sort of vibe they give off um, I'm going to try one last search for you on let's run and see what comes up but then if not I'm just going to give up on it this will be this hopefully this built will be chopped like i won't just like leave silence and for people to listen but i just want to see if anything loads up yeah my laptop's not even working okay maybe leave that for another time because my laptop has been so slow um oh wait one second Nope. The only things that come up when I search your name is Well there's lots of things But they're sort of In like like the greatest guitarist ever Tom is The Go Examples of cover songs So apparently are you aware of a guitarist called a Joe Hale? No
1: I've never played guitar I probably will never play guitar Because I'm pretty bad at singing and any musical activity So I stay away from that
0: Yeah and other than that there's just politics talk Like Kamala Harris and Donald Trump i the stuff that's trying coming to up that as well So that's probably not me Maybe they've got it mixed up. Well, I can't imagine. It's a very popular name, though. Joseph. I, I don't know. I
1: don't know if I've ever met another. Actually, there is. There's a kid in the running world named Joseph Hale who always DMs me.
0: That's crazy. I yeah. I, right. I've got some follow questions coming through now, and obviously there's not right. that many purely because we asked it um, 20 minutes about before. the, the right. question mark by mistake. So these are a lot of them. We get the same ones, and it's like completely questions i can't ask in a podcast so i'll stay away from them but the first one is from uh, piers b townsend he's a fellow photographer isn't he yes um, he is he also has a massive crush on rachel MacArthur, if i wanted to know yes, that he um he asked what is your dream job my dream job is probably just freelancing but not
1: having to have another job just doing brand work and whatever comes my way i really don't like the best part about working for Tin men was like the freedom. Like I, I we do our work, we do a good job, but it was so loose with like, if you wanted to take a two hour nap in the day, you could take a two hour nap in the middle of the day. If you wanted to take a Wednesday off, you could and just work on a Saturday and do a little bit. Like there were no hours, there were no really heavy job restrictions or rules. It was just get your work done and do it when you can and get it and just yeah, like I'd finish my shoot in the morning over the summers and go. Ben would pick me up and we'd go shoot with other people for three more hours. Like, I just really appreciated that freedom, and I'd like to replicate that again in my life. I'm not sure how easy that will be to find a job like
0: that, but yeah. So see are you are you on like Fiverr and Upwork and stuff like that? Like, can I find sure you
1: That's I've never really gotten it too far. The, the, I've really found my most success just, like, sending cold emails. Like, I'll just email, really? even if email 100 people and four people respond and just start talking to those four people, like, that could lead into something. And, like, I've always just been a big, we call it volume shooting, just send out a ton of requests to do things. And if one person responds, great, that's one more than you had before. And at least other people know your name now.
0: Yeah, like building connections is a huge thing, especially in yeah, yeah, the track yeah. and field world. Like Everyone knows everyone. Yeah, that's why
1: for him, I, I just sent out a bunch of things. I've emailed like so many people I'm friends with now, just like when I was like a freshman in college or senior in high school. And it's so funny looking back because they probably have no idea if I
0: remember it. It's really funny. Have you ever had that where like you DM someone before you know them and then you know them. So then you go and delete the DMs you once sent them. Like
1: I've ever, no, Drew, I have this really funny uh, Facebook chat with Drew from like 2016 and it's like, yo man, how's it going? Like, what's up? Uh, big fan here. And he said it to me like a couple months ago. It was super funny to look back at.
0: Yeah, I've had to delete so many messages. Like, <laughs> I was in the Call of Duty, like we were trying to plan a Call of Duty Warzone tournament with like, Matthew Sanchowitz, I think parker stinson pat casey was it was a weird group of people actually i was like i i I went on every single person who was in that group and just went onto my personal instagram and just deleted all my messages instantly because it's like reacting to matthew centrist's story like oh wow and yeah can't can't be dealing with that now it just feels it feels weird to fanboy over people that you then get to know i don't know why yeah um that sort of connects into the next Uh, one is someone go on sorry no, I was gonna say that would be a cool podcast episode if you could somehow the the like the conglomerate of
1: American distance runners who are also like part-time gamers on the side is like an interesting group of people that you should like either do a story or a podcast on. I think that'd be cool.
0: It was funny because we were like, like I, I think up
1: there as well, and I'm trying to th- I forget who else is there, but
0: I think uh, Grant Holloway plays a bit of Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, yeah we and Jordan Guzman plays Rocket League and he actually I played Call of Duty with his brother and him like all summer last year when he was stuck in Australia I just played Call of Duty Warzone every day with Jordan Guzman which was quite funny but I feel like when we were on that it was like probably this time last year a bit before and I was like at the time tracks was still quite small and I was in a group chat with Centurates and Park Stinson and Pat Casey and there's like let me just go and ask Jacob and he just messaged Jacob and he replied straight away and I was like I, I can't believe this is actually happening. So it was, it was strange because gaming, actually, a lot of these people game on the side, but Jakob's a Fortnite player, so that not It's work. a big gamer. Who's that? Uh, Justin Knight. Oh, is he? Yeah. I, I can beat him at basketball, though.
1: There's an ongoing
0: <laughs> joke I've got with him where it's like, I would be able to beat him at basketball. Because oh, he the did UK. that thing
1: with 4Track, right, where he said he was the best runner yeah. basketball player.
0: Yeah. So we're waiting for him to next come to Europe and race, and I'm, well, in the UK, and I'm going to dunk on him. Okay um someone's asked like what advice would you give to someone sort of trying to follow your footsteps in terms of basically do what you've done for the last last year and a half
1: yeah um i think the easiest way is just hustle like message everyone you can it's a little easier now than now like when i showed up 10 man internship kind of wasn't really a thing so now there's like an asset program where you can do yeah. that but, um Yeah. Like take every opportunity you can. Like I didn't start getting paid really until like when I got to Boulder, but I was doing work for two years in advance without like really getting paid at all. So I think just keep doing that and take every opportunity you can. I take my camera when I was running, I take my camera to meet just to take photos of my friends after. And like that little bit, one, it makes you better. Two, you meet people and three, you just get a good reputation as a hard worker.
0: Yeah, I, I think as well, like there's so many more opportunities to open up in within running at the minute. I think that's partially because of Tim Man, partially yeah. because of Cityus Mag. Like they've mm-hmm. opened the door for like other people to get started and the way it's growing. Obviously, yeah. you've already had Flow Sports and I don't want to talk about them because, but like there's so many more opportunities. Like Cityus had a podcast producer the other day. Yeah. Like one, a, a few years ago, there wasn't a podcast. There's there no such thing as podcasts, like really, like, in terms of monetary value anyway and then I like should sure. follow are a lot of programs podcasts
1: get started and like people always ask me that they always dm me that and I always give the same answer like if you take every opportunity you can you're going to meet someone who knows someone and connections are going to build and you'll you'll be fine like i mean i also like was kind of smart about it like i knew i wanted to get into this so i was like okay i'm going to go to a school in new york city like if you just if you're like picking a college think through those things like if you live in the middle of like i don't know missouri are you going to get that much track and field access probably not but like you yeah. know new york or like in la or a bigger city or a portland or something like you'll get a lot more of what you want coming through like if you think about those things then
0: you'll be you'll be a-okay yeah 100 percent. i feel like that's the best thing especially in america like if you locate yourself in boulder for example it's like they're yeah. running, literally one of the running hubs in the entire world. You can show
1: that, up to the high school any Friday morning, and there will be at least five professional runners there, guaranteed.
0: I feel like that track's iconic now. I've seen it in that yeah. many videos. It's just, yep. yeah, it's yep. sick. That was the coolest um,
1: thing. I would show up, Team Boss would be there, on would be there, and it would just be like, it would be great. Everyone would make fun of me because, like, oh, Joe's not going to take any photos of us today. He's only going to the other people, but those would be the best days. I really enjoyed
0: that. Someone's actually asked that. It's like, when is there any time when you've like been starstruck by anyone? And you like been taking photos of or stuff like that, or like overwhelmed. Um,
1: not, I don't think starstruck's
0: the right word, but
1: more the yeah. Once I, I think kind of what you said earlier. Like once I started working with these people more, it's just like kind of hard to be starstruck by them. But like definitely like impressed and like the. A cool one was Elliot Kipchoge at 2019 New York City Marathon. I, I like, want, found myself in the VIP area. And to take a portrait of him and get a photo with him was pretty cool. I guess that's Starstruck if I got a photo with him. So, yeah, him. Let's see. I don't know. At the track, though, everyone – the thing is, like, no one acts like they're that much better than anyone else, which is cool. Like, everyone's super nice to me all the time. So, it's not like I'm super intimidated by them, like – Emma Coburn, she's a world champion. Every time she hits track, she says hello to me right away, like, first yeah. without me saying anything. it's like, that's really cool to see that. They, like, I don't know if respect's the right word, but, like, acknowledge me. I think that's the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, I think you get so used to it as well. Like, I originally, like, every single time I asked someone to do a podcast, I was like, what is going on? Like Or, like, as soon as someone replied to a DM. And then it sort of, like, all, like, merges together. Like, I think a few weeks ago, I was on, like, the verge of tearing up about how happy I was that I spoke someone, I can't remember what that was, and I was literally at the time, I was like, I can't believe this, and I literally have no memory of what it was, yeah. but the, the same for me, one was Kipchoge mentioning my story, it was literally because I bought some of his clothes, so it was obviously like yeah. Nike told him, like, probably should share yeah. these, but the fact that he did it, even though it's probably his PR manager, media manager, whatever, but the fact that he shared it was, like, just crazy, uh-huh. and it's that's the one thing I always remember, and it's, it must just be the Kipchoge effect, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, I don't know. Social media has also made it a lot easier. Like, and I, like, I see the way high school kids go up to Sam and Drew, and like, I was the same exact way. Like, absolutely, these are the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life. But now it's so funny now that I'm like friends with them and other people. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't get it that much anymore. But if I was in high school, I'd be losing my mind over this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's also, it's also quite funny. Like, Joe, when you know guys personally, I'm not talking about any the Tin Man guys, but Joe, like when people yeah. message you. Or if you like with someone, they're like, "Oh yeah, I love this person." Like if you're just talking about track and fields, like, "Oh, do you know this guy?" I'm like, "They're not very nice in person." It's, it's <laughs> always funny to just like because you obviously know some people, and you're like, "Yeah, they're not." You, you wouldn't be a fan of them if you actually knew them. So I always find that quite yeah. funny as well because it's fun having some insider information on everyone. Yeah, nice. Sure. Like, some of the rumors you hear, I'm not going to get into them now because I'm sure you've heard a lot because you've got guys from all around the country, and um, different universities, and that's tends to where most things happen. But yeah, it is interesting to hear all these things where everyone again like connects Yep. Um, yeah everyone knows everyone you don't want a
1: bad reputation in the running world because it will come back to hurt you
0: okay the next question i got for you is someone says oh never mind it says who's the who's who's the hottest crew in the game tim beta the next gen folks or westfly that's someone's question i don't uh, think it's fair to compare either of them because they're all very very different
1: yeah i i don't either i'm i don't i'll go with tim beta they just dropped a shoe with adidas that's yeah. pretty cool
0: i think that is like especially since it's like the new generation of tim like adidas shoes because like, yep. adidas have sort of been i'm not going to say like under the radar but they haven't been competing in terms of yeah and they're elite just, like, shoes across got, the world. like they're big up not adidas. i don't know up the right word but like and they might have people who are going to be wearing the xc spikes in yeah. high school because i know they can't
1: some kid dm me yesterday he's like a pr 45 seconds going on for the first time so, so
0: go get your go get your 10 minutes place there's my plug yeah the, 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 who chose that colorway was it sam because why what i guess it's not that muddy in the u.s so it's a bit different but in the uk those days would they would not yeah so no, I, for
1: I, we noticed that too
0: uh yeah sam did all that design work
1: and stuff he like they they, the project actually started before I got there. So I got there and he was like, oh yeah, we're making a shoot. I was like, oh, that's sick. But um, actually I have them right here. So, uh, um, but yeah, it was cool. We get samples like a year and ed- a before they even dropped. We were getting samples, sending them back with like corrections on what we needed, what we didn't, colors that were slightly off. We needed to get those tweaked. Um, and just seeing that whole process through from that design process to when Emily May came to shoot it, I actually got to be a part of it because I shot the stuff for the Spikes and the women's shoe, which was really cool. And yeah, I think it was just a really great experience for me as a photographer to see how that stuff operates and the process going into one of those big projects that the whole world sees. And then just from a fan's point of view, it's been really cool to see these guys who used to sell teachers out of their basement got to make a shoe with Adidas
0: yeah you actually did was it yesterday you posted about you did some it was on adidas's adidas running's website or yeah was it? so we also did the boston Ten. max kevin and i
1: did the there's a blue and green colorway that's just the standard boston Ten that we did the campaign for with drew modeling which was really cool that was like another one of our last big projects was getting to work with adidas and have meetings with the creative agency and do all that stuff and then at the end produce a product that the whole world sees is pretty sweet.
0: It's quite a different contrast between like just working with the guys and then when it's someone steps yeah, in like yeah. Adidas and it's like properly yeah. like much bigger scale or massive make, production.
1: But I think that's how we work best. Like a lot of those things are huge crews, but once just like Max, Kevin and I, we, we know what we're good at, we know what we're bad at. And I think it just, we work so much more efficient that we can just knock it out like that. Like that shoot, would have taken I feel like way longer if there was if they put brought in people and it was just a crew and everything we just knew it and we knew true so it wasn't like any getting used to him it was just like all right let's knock this out bang 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 we were done sent it off and he just crushed the final project
0: is, is there any any scenarios where you're sort of because I do this again it's a bit different because I film myself from doing YouTube but like at the end of the workout if I haven't got enough footage I go and do a stride or whatever to try and get a bit more or like I not stage, but I like say something deliberately when the camera's rolling. Do you ever have times like that to try and capture everything or? Not like do another
1: stretch? Usually Max is pretty good about getting, we get usually way more than we actually need. So that's not the problem. It's more cutting things out. Saying things like, like, yeah, like intro, outro, and just like if someone will be like, all right, I got something to say, but like something stupid to say, but nothing really too much. It's usually all pretty just... Off the, off the gun.
0: Yeah, I think that's the best time as well. Like, uh, after training the other day, I wasn't filming, but like we did, we did like a cricket ball throw contest at the end, so you could throw further. And I was like, we should be filming this, and it's like yeah. people should be filming that, not just what we're doing. That's the thing. Like
1: Max is rolling like just about all the time, so if, usually guys don't like have to like bring the camera to them. The camera's already on them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's when it's most natural. You see it with new gen, new gen guys as well. Like. That's when it's best, when it's just yep. rolling off the tongue. And people just like being friends together. Um, someone's asked. Well, Track Guy USA has asked, "When did you decide to take your talents like professionally? Like, was it like one specific moment? You're like, I need to do this. Like, go all in." Um, after Milrose Games, my first year, I was like, "This is sick. Like,
1: if I can make money off this, this is really sick." Um, so probably that. If not, just yeah, or Fifth Ave. Fifth out of my first year. My second year, I actually got to go on, and I'm hoping to do this next week. I got to go in the car, like, in front of the race. So I got to watch the whole race, which is something not a lot of people get to do. And that was also a really, really cool moment, getting to watch that whole thing, shoot it. There's, like, is, me, and I think the only other photographer that was Jason Suarez on that car. So, like, that was
0: really yeah. sweet. Is, is Fifth Avenue Adidas, or is that just Boston? What? Is, is Fifth Avenue... I'm getting mixed up with Boston games here because Boston, the Boston Mile, is Adidas, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it, it's New Balance
1: New York Road Runners.
0: Okay. Because I can just remember that time when there was like those nice like custom uniforms for for that yeah. race, and all the guys were wearing them. You had to give them back as well, didn't you? After that, but like they Never
1: gives a of that
0: Whenever I always like think of like I haven't got any content today. The first thing that I look for is like mainly Adidas actually because they seem to have like the most like nicest kits or like the one-off kits. I'm always like. I need to find a photo from like that day or like or like when Noah Lyles ran in his like anime singlet yeah, stuff like that. to <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um someone and then the final one is sort of a bigger one I wanted to ask in a second. So I'm gonna split this into two. Um plans for this year. Obviously, we just said fifth Ave and stuff like that, and then also plans for the future in terms of like the longer term type of thing.
1: Yeah, so um I'm a free agent again, which is something I haven't really been on the market to work with other people in too, too long. And I'm back in New York, which is not a terrible place to do that. There's a lot of people asking for work. So the past couple of weeks, I've just been sending out emails, trying to get work, trying to see what people are at. Um, I'm hopefully got a couple of things lined up, but, um, let's see. If, yeah. I mean, I'm just freelancing at this point. Um, I, and I think, like, my mom's always asked me about jobs. I'm like, if I can get, like, a full-time photo creative job, that would be great in the running world. But I feel like that's kind of hard to come by. So I'll probably just end up freelancing. But, yeah, I mean, I lo- it's like I said earlier. I like the freedom on my radar now. I don't really have any big shoots, I don't think. Oh, I'm shooting Corey's Wedding at the end of September. So that's, like, the only shoot I have planned. But besides that, it'll just be hanging out in New York taking what comes my way if you want to work with me you can shoot me an email or a a dm
0: because i would appreciate that i like shooting things um you just hit 10k as well haven't you Or was that that swipe up link now as well
1: exactly um besides that yeah i mean future plans keep doing the same thing working with cool companies and cool shoots um I, I really want to shoot worlds. I didn't get a credential for trials this year. And every time I apply for USATF meet, they never accept it because they never have a good enough publication. So hopefully with worlds coming around, fingers crossed, I'll be able to get into that. Um, be Did really you use those us for
0: trials? Did you use those us for trials? For yeah, I used everybody.
1: I possibly could, but they only gave out like 20 media credentials. Or photography
0: That's now. so strange. Cause we got credentials. Like as cool. in like, externally, no, the, photo,
1: I think. the photo thing was hard though. Cause they were in person.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That does make yeah. sense. Yeah. So they are a little bit it.
1: limited on that. But hopefully with COVID up, I'll be able to get into worlds and shoot for like great brand or publication who needs my services. And besides that, I think, yeah, I'll just be taken as it comes and doing whatever.
0: See what, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think because of how things change so quickly, especially with exactly this like, I've learned to just come
1: with go with the flow and like If something comes my way that's great but if not there could be another opportunity around the corner like
0: yeah no 100% and the last one obviously like I said some of these are the same but also Max Bauer uh, an absolute legend has just said finally no question but I'm glad you're interviewing him do you have anything to say specifically to Max Bauer at all?
1: Max Bauer I hope you're still snuggling with Chris E's All-American Trophy.
0: He's, he's one of the biggest fanboys of the sport as a whole. I, I love how he's it. got I great energy.
1: Actually, when I, I met Max at for the first time at New Gen Camp, and I had known him like through Instagram and just DMing each other a little bit before, but he is just such a character and just so passionate. And He's a born and bred camera operator. He doesn't like editing, but that man is filming literally everything he can. And I was trying to explain that to him. that like I was like, Max, there's a job where you don't have to touch a computer. You can just press record and get your shot and press record again he just shoot everything in out and be like this is sick and I'd be like, i am like that is sick that like, you're that passionate about it so
0: he's a good yeah, guy. i was speaking to ben and like this was before camp and he was like someone would definitely invite his max because like he's gonna do big things like he's yeah, sure. he's so enthusiastic i don't want to make him listen to this and you think like he's got lots of pressure on him now but yeah he's he's a great guy and he does a lot of things so he's there's, got big. There's things.
1: a lot of good a lot of good kids on the come up
0: yeah that camp like that's crazy the content you were i was watching like i couldn't tell whose video it was like they're all so high quality i was like yeah hopefully we're
1: gonna hopefully we're gonna do another one this year with on ben was saying that they're hopefully gonna try and
0: do it better this year which would be dope yeah yeah i spoke to ben about that the other day i don't know how much is out on public but it sounds promising sounds very promising um Onto the big questions, the big hitters um, to sort of round off the podcast. And these, I, these ones I could never answer. So I don't know why I ask them because some of them I'm like, I wouldn't be able to give an answer. So, but luckily I'm not the one answering the questions, So it doesn't really matter what I, what I think. Um, so the first one's a, sort of an easy one is like change one thing about the sport. What would it be?
1: Um, get people that commentate that actually know what they're talking about. And know who the athletes are that's huge yeah. there's so many times i watch a race and i can tell who the athlete is from a mile away and they're like misidentifying them left and right so that's just an easy basic one i think
0: yeah if, if you can tell who the athlete is as well like if you're watching on tv and you can tell who the athlete is the commentator should be able to tell who the athlete is yeah and it's like i think it, the one what annoyed me was the olympics commentary And i know it's a bit different because you've got to get commentaries for every language and every event all in one go. So it's hard to obviously, but like I was watching the triathlon and they were like talking about the paces and it was the men's short relay. So they did a two K run mm-hmm. and they said like, Oh, they'll be running close to three minute kilometer pace now. And it was like, they're doing a two K and they ended up running like, I think like like two forty fives after yeah. a bike and a swim. And it's like, please just know what you're talking about. It doesn't make any sense that you don't know this simple knowledge. And it's, it was the same at pre-classic. We had, um, the British commentary, uh, obviously we had Keeley Hodgkinson and Gemma Mariki racing. Yeah. And what made it even easier was Afin Mo was so far ahead. You didn't even have to think about her. So like, and they were like, oh, they've got the names mixed up. And it's like, these are people who came second and fourth at the Olympics. And you don't know, you, you can't are? say who's who. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, there's, it's poor commentary, I think, in general. Like something I do have to say, though, flow Track. I can't remember which guy it is. He normally does Peyton Jordan. Or at least the one that I can remember watching. I know their voices. I don't know their names. He, that's the only time I've been like wild by commentary, like on a mass scale. Yeah, they're like a guys are really good. Yeah, I agree. There's a few guys. I feel like local guys are even like better. Like we did a stream uh, of some 10k races a few months ago, and the guy we had, he's called Lloyd Kempson. He's like a coach and stuff. And the way he's his passion, the way he commentated, outranks anything I've ever heard as like a professional. And it's it's pretty I think, strange. I
1: think- uh chris obviously, and remember do a great job on those trials of bio streams i really enjoyed that i mean yeah i was, was at austin and maybe i was just at austin so i was watching the new york and the um kansas city one online and i really thought they do a good job of like showing their personalities because people know who they are and like cracking jokes but also doing a good job of commentating the races
0: yeah th- th- i'd say like there's a few people who, like, everything they touch turns to gold at this point. And it seems like Chris Chavez and Cal Merva are definitely two of those people. Yeah. Like yep. they, they do everything right. Like, his newsletter is just massive. And obviously, yep. it's partially because of who he knows and his, like, yeah. history in the sport. But, like, it's a way it brings, like, the culture and also, like, the understanding of, like... For sure. Knowing what it is. And then Chris, I mean, he did a podcast of Phil Knight and he's doing a podcast of Kipchoge. Yep. Which, yeah, Chris is just a complete enigma. Like, I need to... I want to work for I want to work for Chris. I don't care. I'd like, yeah, it's a dream. Um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, but yeah, the, those like trials and milestones. Do you think they're sort of the way we need to go? Because Sound Running did it as well, and then obviously we had there's, the pay per view ones. I think ones there's a a well.
1: place for it. Like, would that work for Diamond League? No, but I think for those local meets, like, what better way to get random people to see it than just putting on YouTube for anyone to see? Yeah. Like you're not going to make a lot of money off that. And it's really hard to get all the sponsors do that stuff. But I think that mixed with like the diamond league model and just make the diamond leagues easier to find rather than putting them on four different networks. Just, I know that's easier said than done because there's a lot of purchasing rights and all that stuff that goes into it. But I think if they can make the diamond league streamlined into one service to watch and really easy to find, I don't even care if I have to pay for the diamond leagues. Like, I'll do it, like, but um, I think those those small means for, like, the Sound Running Trials and Miles and, like, the Music City Distance Promptable, we'll Portland Track Fest, all that stuff, if they can streamline those, and if they could, I know they made, like, a pro track and field circuit or series or something, and that's at the yeah. end of the year, yeah. if we could just make a one YouTube channel for all that and put it all there, I think that would make it great. I think they'd make more news slash get more subscribers and engagement. Because it's all on
0: what's about. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the sort the storytelling of it needs to be more as well. Like as having a series where it's all in one spot, one channel, same commentators or the same yeah. people doing it. Because like, it's if,
1: it's like if, the, the same five guys that organise all those meets. So
0: Yeah. And if, if I like got told at the start of the season this is gonna cost you thirty dollars to watch this, this and this and this, I'd be like, Great. As long as I know what I'm getting, I'd put costs sorted and then you've got cash flow before everything's even started. I feel mm-hmm. like Things need to be run a bit more like a business, from like a lower point of view, and like not really grassroots. But I guess that's the only word I can think of. Is like, obviously you've got Flow Track, you've got Diamond league who are the big who are the big guns, who no. will have the money. But then the people who are trying to rise the sport in terms of getting the word out across different avenues, you need to sort of be able to live like work and do it and put effort in without having to have for a full-time sure. job on the side because that's a the big only thing. The, the,
1: the only thing that I've like come to appreciate and realize on the like not having a part in organizing but kind of having a part is like some of those events happen just like that and like they're so last minute just because one coach wants a race for his one athlete to hit its own standard. It's like that's why it's hard to do that stuff because it's like they can plan an event in literally like three days. It's like oh we're running this now and it's like yeah. who wants to and like the one at the, the trials, that was like wasn't that last minute, but it was like probably about a month planned time to figure that out. Jeff Merrill told said that might be happening at like Portland Track Fest, and like a month later, he had a full meet operated with world class fields. So it's like
0: they did so well. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but you know where it was like the drone shots, the interviews. Emma, Ch- uh, Emma Chamberlain, Emma Abramson was doing post race interviews straight in after. Texas. That was so yeah. cool, just how it flowed, and I think that's yeah. the sort of format. But a lot of people don't realize as well. You need to have working Wi-Fi. You need to have loads of different yeah, cameras synced up. It's it's quite a lot of work. And a powerful computer you to need, be able to stream. You need
1: it. the right facility. You need you need good weather. You need there's a lot of factors that go into it.
0: It's quite a hard sport to actually stream and properly and
1: um, use
0: quality and capture everything without lags and stuff. What are your opinions on, like, the rights um, in terms of photos and videos? Because we've seen basketball sort of take the approach where there's a lot more leniency in terms of highlight reels on Instagram and YouTube. But then yeah, also I there's, don't... like, photos. And that's, like, the I other side of it.
1: I really know how that works with video. I mean, I know Tin Man posted a couple of things that Full Track it was like, ah, eh, we're going to... You should do that. But... And, like, USATF did not like it. But for but i've also i think like i've seen people post race stuff and never i don't know i don't know how that rights thing is set up so i don't i don't know how it works but yeah i had, i do think if they could switch it so that people could i think it would just benefit everyone put a runner space watermark in the corner and just clip like some stuff and make it available to post i think that one gives publicity to your stream two makes it so people can share their own experiences and races and yeah On the photo side, um, I get my photos stolen a decent amount. So I think, like, the way I always look at it is when I send out, so I think there's three different types of usages. It's, like, a personal, a commercial, and an editorial. If it's, if after a race, if someone wants to post a photo, that's a personal use. I'll send it to them. They can post about it, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Good. I like sharing my work. I like supporting my friends and sending them stuff. But like if a brand or organization uses it, that's like a commercial editorial. They have to ask for permission to use that or pay me whatever my rate is for the photo. So I think, I don't know what the solution is to making that like more known because a lot of people in the industry have the same feelings, but it doesn't seem to, nothing seems to change really. So I don't know. I think people should be educated more, but I don't know how you go about doing that.
0: But it's hard, especially now with, the sport we have, like you've got people making accounts left, right, and center. Like we took a massive hit in the growth of our Instagram when we stopped posting race highlights or when we stopped posting really good photos. Cause so it's like,
1: huh.
0: I know I legally can't post these. I shouldn't post these yeah. and it hurt cause obviously originally I didn't have a clue about copyright. Yeah. And like if a race has just happened next, first thing I want to do is post a photo from the Olympics yeah. about that race. And it's like, I can't do that. I have to wait yeah. until a photographer I know, Sends me the links to that who I who I know all that. So it's like it's quite sad and frustrating to see. Sort of, I'm not going to name any names, but certain Instagram accounts get away with it when in the past when we've posted stuff like that, we get copyright strikes or we get yeah, our channel at risk, really and it's hard. it's quite frustrating. Obviously, I don't, I don't want know any
1: there's no there's no school for social media or Instagram, so it's hard to like educate people on proper etiquette and how they go about doing things. But
0: yeah. It is it is pretty frustrating because when I see people's photographer like photos get nicked without credit, like the bare minimum, even if you've still yeah, just stolen it, it bare the bare minimum is give credit. But I see so many photos and I'm like, that's Courtney White's, that's Joe Hales', that's <sighs> whoever's. Like, why aren't you giving credit? So it is quite frustrating. Um, yeah. Switching up, best decision you've ever made.
1: Um, quitting Manhattan College cross country and track and field. And allowing myself to have more time to do photo stuff
0: yeah but ben was telling me the same thing he was like you need to quit running i was like don't want to quit running that's <laughs> like he was like that that helped so much and it's like you're good at running though ben and i both were good yeah i guess i guess that's part of it i'm not i'm not i'm still at a point where i like, want to carry on grinding and see what i can get out of it but then yeah, it's also like you're,
1: you're a good runner ben and i both were we not too hot
0: great so who do you think would win in a 5k, you or Ben? Definitely you, actually. That's a stupid question. Not even, not even close. Because we were talking about this with Coop and Rachel on the last podcast. I'm pretty sure Ben thinks he could run like sub-17 if he trained for a bit. I oh, could, well, I They were just making that Oh,
1: Maybe on his boosted board.
0: Well, we were saying, do you reckon he could run sub-16 on a, like, do sub-16 on a bike? And we were like, we don't know if he could actually cycle a sub-16. Uh, I don't know. He's bulking anyway. Last time
1: I was thinking, his was he'd get up at like 7.15 and lift weights for an hour. And, and he, come back. And I'd just be waking up. I'd be like, bro, where did he go?
0: The <laughs> thing is, he actually hadn't gone to sleep yet. So that's what you're missing. He didn't. He wasn't that's awake. True. And then he that's has true. his 10X and then goes to sleep until 4 p.m. That's yeah. so what my opinion on Ben. And if anyone listening doesn't know Ben, that sums him up. He just, yeah, he's a, he basically works nights. night. And the last question I've got for you And this is sort of related to what we've been asking in terms of future, but like 10 years time, what, what do you envision? What do you want to look back on and see?
1: I don't really know. Part of it's just like what we talked about earlier, where it's like things can happen just like that and you get new opportunities. So I'd like to look back and say, I worked for some of the world's like best athletics sports brands and publications worked with some of the biggest athletes I have a list on my computer that I always keep updated of like goals and like a dream shoot list. So it's like people's events and places. And like, I always just keep updating that and like to check off a bunch of boxes on there would be pretty cool. Um, And to, yeah, I mean, I want to get into other sports. I don't think running is very sustainable. There'll be like just full time and running. So I've always wanted to shoot an NBA game. I really like shooting basketball I've tried to shoot an MLB game a bunch of times. That hasn't worked out yet. Um, but I'm wanting to get into concerts this year. I'm trying to get into a couple of music festivals. So hopefully that works. But yeah, if I look back in 10 years and I had a good time doing this, I met a bunch of cool people. I made enough money to survive and I'm just having a good time and happy Then I think I'll be, I'll be pretty satisfied
0: yeah most of the time when we ask this question it's for athletes as well so like 10 years time most of the time you're coming to the end of your career whereas you like you've got a, a lifelong career if you want it yeah. there's no restrictions of when you yeah sort of- one
1: thing i have like jason suarez told me this a bunch of years ago he's like a big mentor of mine and he was like yeah man but like i just at a certain point it does get a little unsustainable where you're traveling all the time you don't know where your next paycheck is and like and so I've always been conscious of that, thinking about like, yeah, like there is this, but at a certain point, like, do I want to move over into like a sports management role or something like that, where it's like the other side where I'm the one, like finding these people to do these jobs instead of doing it myself.
0: Yeah, I think, so, so if you can hear my sister in the background, she seems to ignore that I'm doing a podcast and it's never okay. never nice, but I think that's one thing I want to do is I'm going to stick out university and then try and do a master's in agency to try mm-hmm. and like as, as Obviously, I want to do tracks full-time, but for monetary value and stuff like that, it's a lot easier. I find it mad, this, but it's a lot easier to be a coach and get subscriptions from athletes each month, or it's a lot easier to be an agent. Yeah. And it's where we're in a sport where coaches and agents make a lot more money than athletes. Mm-hmm. And it's So that's sort of stuff I want to look into as well, just so I can sustain it. And I always my mindset always is, if I can live off this and be happy with doing what I'm doing, I'd rather do this than... Working in an office because I've tried that and it's, it's definitely yeah. not fun at all yeah, I can't work in an office it's awful it's awful awful yeah I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I don't even know what she's saying but yeah Um, is there anything else you want to say before I close up the podcast because my sister's finally decided to go full she's been unlocked apparently so she's just I, signing I to so. I mean um, let's see if you want
1: to follow me on Instagram you can at jkh underscore photo if you want to work with me, you can shoot me an email at hello at josephkhale.com or just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Thanks for having me on. I think that's about it.
0: It's It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Sorry again, my sister's in the background. Um, yeah, it's been great to have you on. I feel like this is a podcast I've been trying to have yeah, to arrange for a while. while. But and then it's, it's always fine. like my fault, like we've or just completely forget or it's like, schedules like you said like you never know what you're doing the next day and i feel like that's a big thing with so yeah i appreciate you for coming on and it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you um sorry we had a bit of a mishap on the follower questions um but did, uh, never know what's gonna happen so yeah thanks for coming on ending podcast you. is always the worst thing so this probably get caught bits and bobs but yeah thanks for coming on and thanks for listening everyone and goodbye